Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Thra Empress 6525 and it's titled, My 26 female fiance is convinced I have a crush on my friend's husband. My best friend Sarah, 26 female, and her husband Matt, 28 male, have put me in a very difficult position with my fiancé Jack, 30 male. I knew Matt since my childhood. He was my neighbor and we were friendly. Sarah and I were roommates in college and became close friends. When I introduced Sarah and Matt, they hit it off and started dating each other. I was happy to see two of my friends get together but also annoyed that I became the third wheel and was often ignored or set aside because they were so into each other. By the time I graduated, Matt had completely dropped me as a friend. That saddened me, but I was still good friends with Sarah, so it was what it was. Sarah and I would frequently hang out, but I never talked with Matt other than the occasional polite hellos. Sarah would sometimes try to do couples dates with her and Matt and me and my dates. I found that Matt had developed an unpleasant personality and would frequently be rude and condescending towards me. However, he's a very devoted and loving husband to Sarah, so for her sake, I ignored him. When my fiancé and I got engaged, we had no plans to do a party. Sarah was disappointed that we didn't throw an engagement party, so she organized a small get-together at her home to celebrate us. The party was nice, and as things were winding down, my fiancé and I went to thank Sarah and Matt for their sweet gesture before we took our leave. Matt was pretty tipsy by then and out of nowhere he suddenly hugged me and in front of my fiancé said that he was so glad that I was finally settling down and he is relieved that now I'll be over the crush I had on him. I was shocked and told him that wasn't true. He just laughed and told Jack that I was always chasing him and he had to work hard to keep me away. I dragged Sarah in and asked her to please fix this mess and she was like, oh, he's drunk, ignore him and says, you know I always trust you. I knew you wouldn't act on your crush. Jack was pretty pissed by this point and he walked out. I ran after him and tried explaining that this isn't true, but he told me he doesn't want to be anyone's second choice or their backup plan. Since that night, he isn't talking to me or returning my calls. I have talked to Sarah multiple times to clear things with Jack, but she's brushing me off. I don't understand why they believe this or why she'd stay friends with me if she thought I was into her husband. I was in a wedding party and did all the work because her sister who was the maid of honor was too busy. I've helped her through her pregnancy and have babysit her kid so many times. She never gave me any indication she thought this and why would she want me close to her family if she believed this? I feel humiliated that these people think I was pining away for a jerk like Matt. I need help in convincing Jack this isn't true. I'm also mad at him for throwing away our relationship over what some drunken idiot said. I don't know what I'm going to do about my friendship with Sarah. 
Now for me into this one, I I don't know why you would want to stick around with friends like friends, air quotes, like Matt and Sarah. I mean, it seems like you don't really like Matt anyway, so that's no big loss. But Sarah is already thinking of you that you're after her husband or you have a crush on her husband. Why would you want to be hanging around someone who's thinking of you in this way? With this information coming out, you're, it's always going to change the dynamic of your relationship going forward. You're never going to be able to go forward thinking, oh, is she thinking that I'm after Matt in some way or, or whatever? But I was checking out some of the comments and they cover part of the first update. So we're going to read the first update first, then go to some comments. So the first update says, I talked to Sarah again and asked her first of all why she'd think I had a crush on Matt. She said that when I first introduced them, I'd talked up Matt and gushed about him and she took that as me being into him. I said I was fond of him since I've known him for a long time, but that doesn't mean I want to be with him. She said when they started dating, I was often upset about it. I said I wasn't upset about their dating. I was upset that she'd make plans with me and then leave me to be with him and when we're all together, I didn't enjoy being the third wheel while they ignored me. I had nothing to do with wanting him and I'm more to not liking being left out by my best friend. I asked her why she hadn't said anything before and she explained that she could manage the situation. She'd asked Matt to stop talking to me completely and she engineered situations so there was little chance of us socializing with each other. I asked her now that I have explained that I never had a crush on Matt. Can you please talk to Jack and tell him? She said she didn't want to lie. This frustrated me immensely. She could ignore this imaginary crush for years and manipulate me but won't talk to my fiancé to help my relationship. I told her I was done being her friend. Thinking back, I was always doing stuff for her and she used me but did little for me. Now before we go to the next update, we're going to cover some comments starting with It's All Mine Now who says, Sarah thinks it's true too. She was confident in her relationship and didn't see it as an issue. But I'm pretty sure she thought it as well. That's why she's brushing you off because she agrees with him. For Matt to fuck up your relationship that relieves him of the responsibility of thinking you have a crush on him is irony of the highest fucking level. He's a prick to say that in front of Jack. Point out to her that her husband fucked up your relationship and you expect them to do something about it or you are through with them. I have no idea how to heal this with Jack. He likely won't listen unless he comes to his senses when he calms down. The issue is whether he'll communicate with you at all, but if he does, go full guns on how ridiculous it is that you got them together and would have never done that if you were after him yourself. Meanwhile, drop all contact with Sarah and Matt. They're just fucking with your life and they sound pretty smug and nasty to me. King Casper says, I think it's more what Sarah said that set Jack off. Friends usually know each other's secrets, so Sarah co-signing what Matt said holds more weight than if she had disagreed. Also, it's possible that Matt has made slick comments like this to Jack behind your back. Opie responds saying, yes, I think this is right. I'm trying to get Sarah to talk to Jack and deny this, but she's not doing that. I don't understand why she won't do this for me. Deloco says, Sarah and Matt are people you do not want in your life. If your fiancé is this insecure, I suggest you take a step back. Send him his ring and tell him that you will wait until he decides to believe the woman he claims to love. He also seems like an ass by refusing to communicate. I do not see a great marriage if this is how he resolves conflict. Opie responds saying, I'm quite desperate to not lose Jack, but I'm also angry about his actions here. Don't give a shit about Matt, but Sarah's lack of care is heartbreaking to me. And one more comment from Supreme Minister who says, I really feel for you, OP. 
was in a similar situation about two years ago. I thought I was a caregiver, that it was my personality, that it comes easy for me, combined with little regard to my own needs or how someone reciprocates my care. I was very attached to my best friend. We lived together, worked together, made life plans together, all platonically, but she has a mental illness. Without realizing it, her needs and her emotions drove almost everything we did. I met my partner two years ago and we bonded very quickly, but he wanted me to focus on myself and make time for the couple. This caused immense pain for my best friend and myself, untying yourself from your relationship with your friend and setting boundaries, where there were none before, is an extremely difficult process. I wish you the best of luck and I'm here to talk if you need. So then OP comes in with her update, which says, I wrote a long letter to Jack explaining the entire history of my relationship with Sarah and Matt with the recent screen caps. I asserted as best as I could that I never pined after any guy and I loved him and he was my only choice. After days of silence, Jack agreed to talk to me. We met and he said that he sees two ways of interpreting the situation. One, Matt and Sarah are right and he doesn't want to be my second choice. Two, they are malicious people who are messing with me and that shows very poor judgment on my part that I have a best friend like this and he doesn't want that quality in a life partner. Either possibility leads to the same conclusion, that he wants to call off the engagement. He reminded me that I'd represented Sarah as one of the most important people in my life. I'd jump up and help her all the time. I'd once cancelled plans with him to take care of her kid when the baby was sick. I'd irked him, but he had seen it as me being caring and nice, but now he's seeing all that in a different light. I cried and begged him not to end our engagement, but he wanted a break for a while. I thought over what he said for a few days and came to realize that he was right. I was a clingy friend and a doormat. I never even saw how much one-sided my friendship with Sarah was. I was a doormat with Jack too. I didn't want to get married or have kids this early, but agreed to his timelines. I gave up an exciting job opportunity with more money because he didn't want me traveling for work. I love him, but I need to fix myself and be stronger. I gave back his ring and ended things. I returned all the gifts he gave too. He was offended by that, but I didn't feel good about keeping the very expensive things he had given me. He makes a lot more than me and was very generous with what he gave me, but I can't keep that now. Sarah was quiet for a while, but then started calling me. I ignored a lot of her calls, but this morning I answered her call and told her about the breakup. I was looking for sympathy from my old friend. She was more interested in knowing if I was still going to watch her kid while she and Matt went on an overnight trip. She got pretty angry when I said no. I've blocked her now. I've lost my fiance, my best friend, and my relationship with my nephew, whom I adored. All in one go. But still, I'm thankful for the comments that showed this wasn't something I could fix and helped me rip off the band-aid and walk away from this mess. The absolute cheeky bastard to phone up at the end and like totally ignore OP saying, you know, I've just broken up, looking for a bit of support from a friend. Not forgetting that they broke up because of her actions as well and wouldn't help try to fix a relationship at all but then turns around and says oh you're gonna look after my kid tonight right absolute cheeky so-and-so and and i got to say i did like the self-reflection from op realizing they may have been walked over a bit in their life and they're working on a path to learn and to enforce their own boundaries which i think is a good thing obviously that's going to be a long and probably difficult path but i'm happy that they're doing that for themselves 
How about you guys? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. And our next story comes from the Am I the Asshole subreddit from Fingers Daisy, who says, Am I the Asshole for how I fought my boyfriend's medical bill going too far? My boyfriend had to go to the ER after an accident, and he got a truly ridiculous bill back. I offered to fight the bill for her because I've done it before, and he said, Sure. I went all out because honestly, if we were out five grand after insurance, that would fuck up our holiday plans pretty bad. So I had him call the hospital and authorize me to handle his bill and access his medical records. Got an itemized bill and compared the prices for each code to the fair prices. Called billing to dispute the bill, but was told that billing only collects bills. I'd need to contact admin to dispute. Bounced around a call center for hours trying to get someone who was actually qualified for bill disputes and getting nowhere. Google and LinkedIn search for the hospital board of directors and upper management. Got 30 emails of the most influential people at the hospital, plus the hospital's investors. Every day would send a few emails, working my way up the chain and writing an increasingly long email describing how they billed my client at seven times over the fair price for services rendered and how their billing department, customer service department and the growing list of management I'd emailed had failed to address the issue. Escalated the emails until I was writing the director-level staff for the entire board of directors and a number of outside investors CC'd, asking for a written statement regarding their justification for bidding at a rate seven times higher than the national average, for commensurate services to what is available at other hospitals, and sternly laying out the failures to appropriately respond at every level of the company. Well, once I'd done all that, which was honestly only like 15 minutes a day, they reduced the bill from $5,000 to $26. Yep, $26 fucking dollars. Well, I told my boyfriend the good news and he was first overjoyed and blown away, like literally jumping up and down and hugging me and saying I was literally a Christmas miracle. But then when he asked how I did it, I said it wasn't too hard. I just had to send a couple of emails each day. He was curious what I'd said and I handed him my phone. He started to get stressed and flipping back through other emails, which there were like 60 of. He told me I went way too far. He was expecting me to dispute through their billing department or something normal and reasonable like that. Not internet stalk every single manager and board member and investor and harass them into dropping the bill. I was frustrated because I'd saved us five grand, actually made it possible to afford a nice Christmas and save money. 
and he was mad at me because I'd been a bit of a hard ass. I was furious and he was also mad at me, saying he authorized me to dispute a bill, not basically threaten and harass a whole damn hospital for weeks. Am I the arsehole for how I got my boyfriend's medical bills dropped? And we're going to head straight to the comments straight away with this one with Shucky Duck who says, You are a friggin' rock star and should be a damn professional advocate for those who get ripped off in the healthcare like this. Your boyfriend is so unappreciative and is clearly clueless on how diligent you need to be to challenge an erroneous bill. When the hospital, doctors, and insurance companies are unwilling to help you resolve their errors, what else are you supposed to do? So many people just quit and either pay the massive bill or go into debt. Tell your boyfriend this is the only Christmas gift you are giving him. Clearly, not the arsehole. Purple Mars Alien says not the arsehole. Hospital billing is intentionally screwed up and difficult to address issues. I gave birth to my kid 16 years ago. They double billed everything and it took almost a year to get it all straightened out. I pretty much had to schedule hours into my weekly schedule to deal with contesting collections, getting it sent back to billing, dealing with some other person in billing and etc. For the newborn through one-year-old and while I was working full-time, it was an additional part-time job to fix a damn hospital bill. What you had to do is not abnormal. And someone asked for some extra information. They said, so why was the boyfriend stressed and why did he think you went too far? And OP responded saying he felt like it was way too far to basically write an email throwing like 20 employees in departments under the bus for mismanagement and CCing the whole board of directors and CEOs and PR departments of companies that invested in the hospital. He felt like I was being really threatening, like by emailing the investors and their PR team, writing in legal S that I wanted a written justification of their billing structure specifically addressing the fact that a service that is on average under $500 was billed at a rate seven times higher. He felt like I was looking like I was about to threaten them with either legal action or a PR slash financial disaster. So they just paid me to shut the fuck up. Which to be fair, isn't a bad read of what I was doing. And you know, for me, it's things are run differently in the UK with how hospitals are and, and, and things like that. But I see people putting pictures of their, their bills sometimes like when i think the last one i saw is one time i had to like have a heli ambulance or whatever it is and it was like 30 grand bill or something i was like oh my word and that was just for the helicopter holy moly anyway i'm gonna turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story and then next story comes from a throwaway account who says, am I the arsehole for last minute uninviting multiple people from my wedding over a joke? I 26 female and getting married in February 2023 to my fiance, John 29 male. We've been together for four years. Before I met him and for the first year and a half of our relationship, I live with Tammy, 27 female. Tammy and I have been best friends since we met at 12 13. Tammy and John have a great relationship too. The issue is with some people in my friend group who I met after John and I got serious. For some reason, they're all obsessed with the and they were roommates joke when it comes to Tammy and I. At first, it was kind of funny, but now it's crossed the line and they won't stop. If I casually mention Tammy is coming along to an outing, at least two people will make some dirty sex joke about the two of us. She hit really hard times during COVID and John and I let her stay in the guest bedroom. Chew the jokes about having a maid, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It makes all three of us uncomfortable and I've tried to get them to stop, but because they're my soon-to-be sister-in-law's friends and I'm close with sister-in-law, 
who doesn't make these jokes, it's been hard to cut them out or distance because the tangled web of connections. I should note that I've been very clear that I dislike these jokes and they're being disrespectful to myself, Tammy and John. Well, last week we all went out and Tammy came along. I was in no mood for these types of jokes and made a note in my phone of everyone who made a joke and how many times they said it. At the end of the night, we all went back to my place and I stood up and pointed out the jokesters and said, you're uninvited. Out of the eight people who went with us, four were uninvited. I made it very clear why and explained it again so there was no confusion. The four who were uninvited left the apartment. My fiance is on my side, but my sister-in-law is now fuming. She's super pissed that I've isolated her from her friends because she's obligated to pick family. I said she can still be friends with them as long as they stop the jokes. Edit, Christ alive people. I'm not dictating her friendships. This was part of a much bigger conversation that I was obviously not going to transcribe here. She can still be friends with them if they make those jokes, but the bigger picture was that I'm not going to be friends with them if they continue to make those jokes. Naturally, the people who are uninvited are pissed too, and there have been a barrage of passive-aggressive Instagram posts about it and the money they've spent being wasted. Am I the arsehole for uninviting them? It's a very simple, not the arsehole from me. You know, a joke's only a joke if everyone's finding it funny. You've told them many times that you're not finding this funny, you find it disrespectful and rude, which it is. They continue to disrespect and be rude to you, they get the consequences of their own actions. We've seen it time and time again. Like you said, your sister-in-law can still be friends with these people, but they're just not attending your wedding, which you are paying for. But now we're going to check out some comments to see what they say. One from Mysterious Froyo who says, not the arsehole. Your sister-in-law doesn't get to choose who you have at your wedding. These people disrespected your wishes and your fiancé is behind you. It's good that you stood up for yourselves and your sister-in-law will get over it. Oxford Comma says, not the arsehole. The people who were uninvited for continuing to make inappropriate comments after being told multiple times that you did not like their jokes. If they do not respect you enough to retire an old and honestly not funny joke, then they are not your friends. Why would you have to invite them anywhere? Nanya Biz says, not the arsehole. This isn't a last minute uninvite. You're not getting married until February. You told your sister-in-law that she can still be friends with them as long as they stop the jokes. She can be friends with whoever the hell she wants to be, whether they make the jokes or not. You don't dictate who she can be friends with regardless of, of their classless behavior. With that said, F them. You made it clear for them to stop the childish BS and knock it off. They don't respect you or your friendship enough. Your sister-in-law can be pissed off at you, but she can't make you re-invite the jokesters. She can go pound sand too and kick a rock. Good luck and have a lovely wedding. Henrietta says, not the arsehole. Yes, you put her in a position of having to acknowledge how uncomfortable her friends made you. And she got mad at you rather than standing up for family and decency. Those people sound like creeps. No one who likes you presses a joke well after they know you're hurt by it. Maybe they have a chip about the relationship you're in with sister-in-law's brother. But who cares, honestly? Enjoy your wedding. And one more from Finally Infinite who says not the arsehole. They've constantly disrespected your union with your fiancé by making all these comments about you cheating on him with Tammy. Why should they get to come celebrate your union with you? ETA, an annoying amount of people seem to think it was just a joke, justify saying some really lame things to other people. But the difference between a joke and plain bullying is whether or not the target is laughing. If someone has expressed that certain comments make them uncomfortable, then continuing to make those types of comments isn't joking. It's choosing to be a dick. 
Now I'm going to turn it to you guys. How do you think the way this one was handled? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.